Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Lifts you up. Amen. That's why we ought to be lifted up. Amen. I've said this many times, but when I think of his goodness, what he's done for me, man, it ought to crank your tractor and get your motor running all the time, right? Amen. I'm serious. And uh, I've only got a two-hour message crammed into 20 minutes, so you guys are in luck today. Praise God. Praise the, we hope in Christ, right? Amen. How many of you know that he wants us to be victorious? He always tells us. He will, you know, I, we were just talking about this uh, before the service, Pam, and, and, and she said they were talking about, you know, when you lose a loved one that's, that's a Christian, we shouldn't be disturbed, you know? Why? Because their reward is the greatest reward. And, and I say this uh, passage and, oh, uh, you know, when corruptible is put on incorruption and this, you know, and goes on and on. And what will we say? That death has been raised up in victory and all that. And it says, who gives us the victory, always gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. Amen? We have victory in Jesus. But you only have victory if you know you have victory. How many of you know you can be defeated and already have the victory? How many of you know that? Because it comes right between your, your ears. If you don't believe you're victorious, you won't be victorious. If you don't believe you're a winner, you won't be a winner. You know, what separates, <clears throat> you know, athletics, I've certainly been watched and played in athletics, but you know what? You can be, not be necessarily the talented person around, but when you've got great confidence, it's amazing what confidence will do you. But we have confidence in Christ. He said he always leads us in triumph. Amen? regardless of what we're going through. And I, I was thinking, the, the message this, today is called the established heart. <laughs> we need to have an established heart, one that's fixed and not be moved when crisis comes, when problems comes. And, and I remember well back, uh, 1976, we got hooked up with this little group of people with the New Seekers class down at the Methodist Church. And... Uh, some of the people are still here today. In fact, this church was birthed out of, out of that, some of that group. But, you know, they were excited because they had gotten turned on to the things of God. And they would gotten turned on to the Word of God. How many of you know it's the Word of God that puts us over in every situation? And when we, when we don't have the Word, we don't know enough about God. We don't understand His character. We don't understand who He is, what He's done, because we don't have the Word. But when you've got the Word... You can stand against anything that comes your way. You know that? So if you would, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm. I'm going to tell you some scriptures that a lot of you know uh, and should know. But, but uh, Psalm 112. But it says, I'll read uh, verse 1. Blessed or praise the Lord. That's a good start, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man or woman who what? Fears the Lord who delights greatly in his, uh, the command, his commandments or his word. You can say, who delights greatly in his word. Verse 6, surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. 
Surely he will not be shaken. Note, shaken or moved or afraid in times of trouble. How many of you know we live in a perilous world today? Troubled world. Troubled on all, every side. And we've been so fortunate to live and be born and raised in America. Because <laughs> we, we, we can push back on that a little bit. How would you like to have been born in, a, in, a, uh, in a, one of the, uh, the countries in the Middle East and all the turbulence and, you know, and you're a Christian, now you're a Christian, now you've got to be afraid. Well, really, you don't. Really, you don't. Because he says, <laughs> you, can be, yeah, you can be stable, you don't have to worry, you don't have to have anxiety in the midst of trouble. I mean, even though adversity comes to us all, I wish it didn't, and like... <laughs> Like, I don't know if I said this the other night, but Brother Hagin, you know, Brother Hagin said one time uh, somebody came up to pray for him. And, uh, they wanted prayer, and they wanted a prayer that no more, they'd have no more problems, no more trouble, you know. And basically, he says, I can't do that. He said, if I could do that, I'd pray that for myself. But he says, what do you want me to do? Pray that you die? <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. You can have trouble. But how many even know you can trouble your trouble? when you know who you are in Christ, when you have the word of God. But David, in this, in this passage, is calling, what's he saying? You need to have an established heart, a heart that's not moved, it's fixed. When trouble comes, you're standing your ground. Amen? But in order to do that, you must take delight in the word of God. You must know what you believe. Amen? That's what this church was basically built on, and it's still built on, is the word of God. Believing God above all the things that come against us in this world. There are a lot of voices in the world today, my brothers and sisters. But listen, there's only one truth. Only one truth. Now, he says it's, it's easy to walk the life of a Christian if we know the word of God. Amen? If we don't, we can be overrun by the enemy. How many of you know there is an enemy? <laughs> and what does the enemy come? To steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't want us to live. And, but Jesus said, I've come to li- that you might have life, the God kind of life, and life more abundantly. Now, how are you going to operate in that if you don't know what his word says, if you don't know what his covenant says, if you don't know what he paid a price for, right? Amen? Amen. So we have to know the word of God. The Bible, uh, Paul said, it, let the word of God dwell in you richly. How many of you know if it dwells in you richly, you have become a threat to the enemy? How many of you want to be a threat to the enemy of your soul? Amen? How many of you want to stand strong in the midst of trouble and adversity and not worry and be anxious all the time? Well, you've got to let the word of God dwell in you. You've got to take that word this morning. Where, where, where is our first love? Well, if we say we love God and don't love his word, do we really love God? Because we don't get to know him without his word. But now we can stand strong knowing who he is. <laughs> Amen? In the midst of a crisis. So we have to know those things. How, uh, how do you get to that place? Turn to Joshua. I'm just going to fast forward here real quick. Turn to Joshua. How do we get to the place where we have an established heart? Where we have our heart is fixed? In Joshua 1.8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. What is it when it says not depart, where you quit talking about what it says? Amen? We're called a word of faith church. What does that mean? We confess the word of God. We believe the word of God. If you say you believe and never confess it, do you really believe it? Amen? So he says, don't let it uh, depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it when? Day 
and night. Day and night. Say day and night. That you may to observe to do according to all that is written in it. Amen? How do you know to do something if you don't know what's written in it? How do you know God if you don't know his word? What you'll end up with is, is a religious spirit. <laughs> you'll go through the rudiments of a religion never really knowing him. But he doesn't want that. That's not what Christianity is all about. Christianity is about a relationship with the living God. It changes your life. Amen? I look back to the, so many years ago when this church first started in 1981, in January of 81, when we had like 35 people on a, a stage. It was built on the Word of God. People at that time were hungry for the Word of God. We should be hungry today, more so. Amen? We ta- Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How do you taste Him? You taste it by His Word. And He gave us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth, His Word, and show us things to come. If you get in His Word, He'll begin to reveal Himself to, us, to you and to me, and, he, and He'll help us through every crisis and every situation. But it says that you may observe to do all that is written in it. They just, just had that word, obedience. All that is written in it. How do you observe it if you don't know it? But if you meditate it day and night, if you think about it, you think about his word, you think about his goodness, you think about what he said in his word, then when crisis comes, you can overcome in every situation. For then he says, then he will make your way, what? Say it, prosperous. How many of you want to prosper in everything you do? Amen? Amen. And then you will have what? Good success. There's a, there, the thing here is that we have a responsibility. He's paid the price. He's given us Jesus. He's, he's done all he's going to do. Now he says, you grab a hold of what I've said in my word, and you can begin to be prosperous and have success. Amen? And the, the problem is, much today, is many people, uh, they don't know what the word says. They go through a crisis, and they don't know what the word says. We tell people a lot of times when, when they're going through something, what are you praying? Well, I'm praying that God would help me. Well, how about praying the word where he says he's already sent his son that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And you, you, can, you can pray prayers that coincide with what you need. Amen? Amen. But if you don't know that, guess what? You can't do that. It's not about just coming to church once a week or once in a while. It's about getting in the word of God and let it change and transform your life. Amen? Meditate. What's that mean? Ponder. Let it run over and over and over in your thinking. Thinking about those things. Paul said if you want to be in peace and you want to have joy in your life, you've got to think on certain things. Amen? Don't be anxious, but think on these things, he said. Whatsoever things are lovely and true and virtuous and full of praise and all that, think on those things. Well, you do, what it do? It drowns out the stuff that's coming against you. You can think clearly. How many of you know that? It's important that you think clearly. There's no problem <laughs> that you can't overcome. You say, well, Mike, I can't, you know, I can't be uh, meditating the word day and night. Well, listen, you're meditating something day and night. When you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you're nervous and you're worried and anxious over stuff that's going on, you're meditating. Isn't that right? And you'll meditate, you'll meditate the problems and it only takes one little word from, from the enemy to get you thinking about things. 
one little thought can derail where you're at real quick. You know, it's always, always easy to praise God on a Sunday morning. But what are you doing when you walk out these doors and somebody cuts you off in traffic? Stuff doesn't happen the way you want it to happen. Where are you at then? Amen? But you can get off real quick. So what are you meditating? Are you meditating Satan's words or are you meditating God's words? Because if you're meditating Satan's words or what the world says, that's what you're going to end up having. Why? Because you're going to end up saying it. Amen? And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So what do we want to do? We want to change that. We want to know what the word says for every crisis that comes into our life. We want to say, hey, I'm going through this adversity, but greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He that's coming against me. Amen? And I can stand my ground right in the midst of this trouble. That's good news, my friends. That's good news when, you, when all hell is broken out in your life and you, people come along, they don't know it. They don't see it on your face. They don't, oh, poor me. You know, I, I, don't you just want to move away from people that have that poor me attitude all the time? I don't want to be around that. Now, they, they, you know what ends up happening, though? They think you never have a problem. <laughs> well, you couldn't have any problems. You don't understand, Mike. You don't understand what I've been through. Well, Jesus obviously did, but he said you can have victory in the midst of your trouble. If you have the word of God and let it come out of your mouth. Amen. Amen. So it's important that we know what the word of God says. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. We read that in Hebrews. If you think on what the devil says constantly, guess what he will be birthed in your life? Fear. Fear is, is just the opposite of faith. But it is sort of faith. It's faith in what the devil has said. It's faith in the dread that you don't want to have. Isn't that true? Oh, don't you? Fear, just dread. I don't want to do that. I, I, I just can't do that. But Jesus said you can do all things. Right? Or Paul. So. But anyway, go to Psalm 1. I'm just going to quickly push here. Psalms, Psalm 1. And here's, here's another verse that goes right, coincides with the two I've already read. Psalm 1. Say, blessed is the person, I'll put person, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, or stands in the path of sinners, sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, say delight, is in the law or thoughts or word of God, of the Lord, and, his, and in the law he meditates, what? Day and night. He thinks about the good stuff. Amen? thinking on the good things of God. And it goes on to say, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither or, or die out, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. You want to prosper? you got to have the roots down deep, amen? Because problems will come. It's like that tree it's, uh, by the rivers of water that gets its uh, uh, roots get its water, uh, water from the river, but when the storms even come, it doesn't fall apart. It doesn't fall over. It doesn't, you know, there was, uh, I, I just saw in that hurricane, Michael, Michael doesn't bring hurricanes, but <laughs> name it something else, will you? Uh, but, but there was one house on the beach down there in, in, in the Panhandle of Florida. I forget where it was at. Mexico City. 
And they had built that with, with to withstand 150 or 60 mile an hour winds. And that was the only house standing. If we build our house on the rock, the word of God, we won't blow away when the problems come. We'll be solid. We'll be sound. If you build it on the sand, guess what? The littlest adversity can come along and drive you away. A lot of people not in church today because they've got offended, they've got hurt, and, or something has happened to them or somebody else they knew, and they say, I don't understand that. Why didn't they understand it? Because they don't understand the Word of God. If you understand the Word of God, you begin to put it practice in your life. You're building your house on the rock. Amen? Not on sand. So all of those things, what are we to do? Say the same thing. Jesus said this, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen? In John 6, 63, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The word that I speak to you are spirit and life. So if, that's important to know. How we live in our life, are we living it on the word of God, what God says, or are we living it on guessing and hoping and what somebody else has said that may not be true? Isn't that right? Here's what the Message Bible says. The Spirit can make life. Sheer muscle and willpower don't make anything happen. Every word that I've spoken, Jesus said, to you is a spirit word, and so it's life-making. Life-making. It makes your life. Amen? Over in John 8, 32, 8, 31 and 32, Jesus said, and this is the Amplified, if you abide in me and my word, and, and hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with, that's obedience to, them, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth regarding salvation and the truth will set you free from the penalty of sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Free from what? Sin, sickness, poverty, perversion, eternally damned, damned with and living in hell. Amen. That's what you'll know. You, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How do you know the truth? You've got to know the word, because the word is truth. Thy word is truth, what Scripture says. Amen? Amen. So we've got to know those things. We are so blessed. <laughs> we are so blessed. How many of you have more than one Bible in your house? I mean, most of us have more than one. And you've got a phone, so you've got another one. Most of us. We are so blessed. <laughs> Yeah, I read a, read a comment, I wrote it down. If, there was, if one man said, if all the neglected Bibles in the world were dusted at the same time, it would eclipse the sun for a week. <laughs> a lot of Bibles not being used, right? A lot of Bibles not being used. Um, no substitute for the Bible. One page of the Bible can change a person's life. I, I remember reading one time about Dr. Summerall, Pastor Summerall, who was an evangelist and, and great teacher of the word for many, many years. And prior to World War II, he went to Brazil as a, as a uh, missionary. He was a missionary all over the world, but he went to Brazil, and they were having a great revival. Well, he didn't know about it, and of course, those days, they didn't have the communications we have today. But he went down there, and he found out that there had been some people delivering or passing out bibles well they didn't have so many bibles but they had some so they passed these bibles out all over brazil and what people would do is they would tear a chapter out of the bible and they'd pass it around 
Well, they found that people were getting saved. They were passing these portions of the Bible around, and great revival had broken out. How, how important is the Word of God? You've heard Brother Copeland say one word from God can change your whole life forever. It can. Amen? So what, what should we know more than anything else? We ought to know what the Word says. Another story I read, uh, Alexander Duff, the first foreign missionary from Scotland to India in 1929. He was shipwrecked twice, uh, most seriously only a few miles from India. All, prize, all his prized possessions lost, including 800 volumes of, of uh, Duff's books, were lost. Later, standing on the shore, he said, I saw a small package floating on the water. As it washed ashore, he picked it up. It was his Bible. His heart soared. He said he took it as a sign that there's only one book alone that was worth all the others put together. Amen? He began his first class with five boys under a tree. Within a week, it grew to 300. The Bible, the, the gospel. We better know what we believe. There are so many voices out there, so much on, uh, on, on, you know what gets me is, and I love, don't misunderstand what I'm going to say, there's Christian TV everywhere, but some of these people let so much stuff on there, they go from one and, and you're trying to decipher what it is. Amen. We better know what we believe. The word of God, God exalts or magnifies his word above his name. Psalm 138. If he does, what do we do with it? <laughs> Amen? Ought to give us a clue. God, your word, have I hidden my heart. That's what we were talking about earlier. D.L. Moody, the great evangelist, wrote this. The Bible not given for our information, but for our transformation. Paul wrote it best. Re <laughs> You're transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. In the Amplified, it says, by the continual renewing of your mind. That means, okay, I've been a Christian 40, 42 years now. Been in this church 37 years. If I'm not renewing my mind, guess what? You can fall back and revert back to where you were before, and you'll forget. And the Bible says you'll forget what manner of person you were. Why do, pe why do people backslide? Why do people go out and not serve God anymore and forget who they were in Christ? And forget what he's done for them. Because they're not renewing their mind. How do you renew your mind? You've got to know what his word says. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen. I read this. Steps to abundance. You must have the word of God. Say, I must have the word of God. The word of God determines your thinking. Now, something will determine your thinking. But picture it as the word of God, okay? The word of God will determines your thinking. Your thinking will determine your emotions. How many, time, how many times your emotions get out of whack? Why is that? What are you thinking? Right? Your emotions will determine your decisions. How many, how many times have we done something we wish you hadn't done because you got emotionally attached to something or did something, wanted something, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody ever emotionally buys, do they? And then say, get home and think, why did I buy that? Your decisions will determine your actions. Your actions will determine your habits. Are we making the word of God a habit? Are we saying what the word says? Are we 
confessing the word on a regular basis, are we staying in the word, reading what God says about certain things that go on in our life? And your habits will determine your character. How many of you know that? How many of you, how many of you know when you've uh, uh, been at a job and, and you find one guy that shows up late all the time and still wants all the benefits? Right? Or, or uh, tells you that they're going to do something and never do it. That's, they're just showing their character. But you want your character to be godlike. Amen? You want your word to be your word. And it goes on to say, then you will arrive at your destination of abundance, prosperity, and overflow. I mean, even know it's important that we know the word of God in our life. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's take it a step further. We, oh, I heard that. Listen, don't ever say that. Because the Holy Ghost can take a scripture that you think you've heard and knew everything, everything about and reveal something fresh and new to you. But no, we're, you, don't, you, you, know, you can get a little arrogant and say, well, you know, we've, we've, we've been a Christian all these years and we've heard everything. You haven't heard everything. I believe, truly, I do believe this. But when we get to heaven, we're going to keep learning and knowing and learning and knowing and I'll be like Pastor Larry. Wow, why didn't I know that, right? Have, how many times have you seen him do that? I could probably count in 37 years, quite a few. But you understand, we need to know what the Word says. The Word will put us over in every situation. He always leads us in triumph. Well, how does he do that? With his Word. Speak the Word only, the centurion said, and my, my, my servant shall be healed. Speak the Word only. What if he said, uh, just throw out something there and we'll take it and try to run with it? No, he knew the value of the word of God. He had heard about Jesus, and we know Jesus, what does scripture say about Jesus? Jesus was the word, <laughs> and he was made flesh. Amen? Dwelt among us. He showed us the way. What did Jesus say? I always do what the Father tells me to do. I'm always led by his spirit i always say what he says to say and see if we'll do that guess what we'll begin to walk like jesus we 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 can we can have the same pattern of jesus how many of you know every one of us he's not withholding any good thing from any of us amen amen do you know that you're you're called to be a preacher say i'm called to be a preacher what's a preacher just somebody that proclaims the good news the gospel and you can proclaim it in Cracker Barrel or Panera or somewhere else, right? Amen. Doesn't matter where you're at. You can proclaim it in your home. You can proclaim it in your car over yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. What will the Word of God do? Many, many things. It gives us power over spiritual death and darkness. Having been born again, Peter says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but in incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The scripture says, you know, heaven and earth shall pass away. But Jesus said, my words will never pass away. My word. Amen. Amen. What do you need from God today? Get in the word of God. Let him change your heart. Let him change your character. And excitement will begin to come. You'll have a first love when you discover what he's done for you. Amen. It will stir you up. Amen? It'll, you, you can overcome intimidation and, and, and fear because Paul told Timothy that, didn't he? You haven't been given a spirit of fear, 
but power, love, and a sound mind. What's that come from? Knowing the word of God. Paul's whole told Timothy, you've known the scriptures. That's from a child. You've known the scriptures. Amen? Which are able to really, bottom line, is give you victory in your life. Amen? Amen. If you don't know the word, you're going you're gonna to be trying to do everything on your own. But how many of you know, if you know the word and you're walking by in the spirit, you can flow with what God says. You can know things. You can understand things. You don't get overcome when problems come. Amen? Because the word of God is, is like that tree. You're planted by the rivers of water. How many, you know, why did God tell Joshua that? And why did he tell this David, the psalmist, to, to, be, you know, to meditate the word day and night? Why did he tell them? Because he knew that they had a lot to do, and the word of God was what was going to give them strength to do it and put them over. Amen? It doesn't change for us. It doesn't change at all for us. If we want to have an established heart, that, that's one that's fixed and unmovable in the time of crisis, we better know what the word of God says. Because most of us, including myself, and I'll just speak for myself, can be very timid and intimidated. Isn't that true? But if you know who you are in Christ, and you'll know who you are if you begin to get in the Word of God and confess the Word of God for yourself, you're not going to be intimidated by the devil. Amen? Amen. How many of you believe this? We're going higher. But we're only going higher if we get back in the Word of God and begin to proclaim it for ourselves. How many of you want to be stirred when you walk out this door all this week and just thinking about the things of God and get your... Get you going again. Get, get things going again in your life. Get in the Word of God. Begin to proclaim the Word of God. Begin to listen to the Word of God. How many of you know you need preachers that, that, to inform you, but you can be a preacher to inform somebody else? Hallelujah. Say he's a good, good God. He wants my attention. Amen? Amen. How about power over sin? Just... Psalm 119, your word I've hid my heart that I might not sin against you. Amen. You can hide the word in your heart and you can defeat the area of sin in your life. Amen. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. (laughs) You know, uh, I heard one time we had a preacher in one time, Mike Williams, years ago. And the one question he'd always ask wherever he went for the new crowds, the new congregation, he'd say, now, now, what is stronger, the Word of God or lust? Oh, the Word of God, of course. He said, not if you got lust in your heart. Now, lust can be for anything. Amen? We always think of certain things. I mean, I'm not trying to put that on you, but most of the time, that's what you think about is certain sexual things or whatever, right? But lust can be about anything. And lust can be something you exalt over God himself. So let's not do that. Let's, let's take the word of God and let it be stronger in our life. Stronger and more able to put us over in, in every situation. It'll change your life. Why? Because as a person thinks, say this with me, as I think, so am I. Amen? Amen. It's important. God already tells you what he thinks in his word. If we don't know it, though, we can be, we can be uh, uh, less than what he wants us to be. The more we know about him, the more we be find ourselves. I mean, we know it's important to find your own identity. Isn't that right? Not your own in the world. Your own only comes from knowing him. Because we're made in what? The likeness and image of him. Amen? 
Amen. Don't let the world tell you, oh, you, you know, uh, you're like so-and-so. I want to be like Jesus. That should be our example. That is our example, and that's the one we should compare ourselves to. Am I living up to it, Lord? Am I doing what you called me to do? Well, I don't have to do all that. You know, I've, I've gone to church, and, and, and I've, given, I've tithed, and I've been a part of the church. for Yeah, but what are you doing now? What are you doing now? Everybody has an opportunity to influence others for the kingdom of God. I don't care where, where your station is in life. Amen? I always tell people that in the nursing home, you can be laying flat on your bed praying for somebody. Amen? I hope you don't do that. I hope that never comes to that. If you know the word of God, maybe you won't have to do that. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.